Today I'm calling the message Thanksgiving 101. Uh, every year on the fourth Thursday of November, uh, America celebrates the holiday that we call Thanksgiving. Uh, it is uh, uh, an event based on a celebration conducted by English settlers in the autumn of 1621 in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, they had successfully survived a, a very harsh winter with a bounty of food and provisions that they had stored up for the winter. And their success was due to the help that they had received from the friendly Native Americans uh, who taught them how to plant and harvest uh, native crops. And they also taught them to hunt and fish and, and, uh, and take advantage of the abundance of, of game that was available. Here is one of the writings of the time that, that gives us an insight into how things were in Plymouth, Massachusetts, 1621. And this piece was written by Edward Winslow, and you may have heard of it. It's known as Mort's Relation, 1621. It was written kind of in Old English, so, so bear with me as I try to read this. Uh, our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling that so we might, after a special manner, rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labor. They four in one day killed as much fowl as, with a little help beside, served the company almost a week. At which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms, many of the Indians coming amongst us, and among the rest, their greatest king, Massasoit with some 90 men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted. And they went out and killed five deer, which we brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor and upon the captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. Aren't you glad we don't talk like that anymore? But uh, it was kind of a neat uh, uh, thing to, to read the, the, sort of the origins of where our Thanksgiving celebration came from. You know, the previous winter, 1620, which was the year that they landed at Plymouth, was an extremely harsh winter for the pilgrims. And because they were ill-prepared, ill-equipped for living in the new world, they, they almost starved to death, and I think many of them did die. Uh, but the Native Americans, uh, the friendly ones, befriend, befriended them and taught them to, as I said, to grow native crops like Indian corn and other things, uh, and taught them skills, the things they needed to survive. And so then the next year, uh, in 1621, it was much better. Uh, they were ready for it, thanks in part to, again, the Native Americans. Uh, and to celebrate and give thanks to God, along with the, the Native Americans, they had what we call the very first Thanksgiving feast, featuring waterfowl, Indian corn, deer, fish, and yes, wild turkey. There was no mention of cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, candied yams, or pumpkin pie. Those things came later, maybe. <laughs> As of 1939, the date of our, our American Thanksgiving celebration set by Franklin Roosevelt, and approved by Congress in 1941, is the fourth Thursday of November. Now, Lincoln had designated it the last Thursday in November, but they changed it 
changed it to the fourth because sometimes November has five Thursdays, and that puts it too close to Christmas. So my understanding is that's the reason they changed it to the fourth Thursday. So in the tradition of the pilgrims at Plymouth, uh, every year millions of Americans gathered this past Thursday along with many of you uh, to have a meal with friends and family and give thanks to God. The pilgrims gathered to, to thank God for their own survival, uh, for the abundance of food and the friendship of the Native Americans uh, who helped them learn to survive. What did we gather on Thursday for when you gathered with your family? Some of you are still gathering, I see. Um, uh, what, did, what did we gather for on Thursday? What were we thankful for this past Thanksgiving? It would be great, uh, a great exercise if it's just one by one. We could just do that one Thanksgiving. Uh, just come up and just say two or three things that you're, you're thankful for and that you praise God for. I'm sure many of you would say that you were thankful for family and friends. That's always great, isn't it? Uh, uh, for the abundance of food, how many of you, you know, had to, had to go take a nap? after eating or you felt like you needed to because you ate so much the desserts of course those are great football uh, my football game didn't turn out real great but it was still a good game uh, uh, the warm home to gather in that uh, that you you were at um, those are some of the things that I certainly was thankful for this past Thursday but of course as Christians we're not called to give thanks just one day a year are we uh, we serve a God who desires our thanksgiving every day of the year. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 tells us that we should give thanks in all circumstances, in, in every situation in our life, uh, big and small, we should give thanks. As we reflect on Thanksgiving and officially enter the Christmas season today, uh, let, let's take a few moments and consider what God's word says about giving thanks. What does God want us to be thankful for and what are some ways that we can express our thanks to God? So first, let's consider some things that we should be thankful for. You know, whenever uh, I was tempted to complain about something when I was at my grandmother's house, she would often sing the song, Count Your Blessings, to me. And part of that song was, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One, right? Name Them One by One. And the point of the song, I think, reflects what God wants from us. You know, thanksgiving shouldn't just, just be a general blanket expression. God, thank you for my many blessings. You know, we often say that. Thank you for my many blessings. And that's okay, and it's all right to say that. But it, it should also be specific. Specific. Name the things that we're thankful for one by one. So as I look through Scripture, there, there are many examples of things that, we should, that God wants us to be thankful for. And of course, uh, we should always give thanks for our Savior Jesus Christ, right? That needs to be at the top of the list. Uh, as Mike was talking about in his devotion this morning, how, how important Jesus Christ is uh, when we stand before God in, uh, in, in eternity. Um, you know, the sacrifice that he made for us on the cross. Uh, without him, without Jesus, all of us would be lost, right? Uh, none of us would have any hope beyond this life. Um, with, with, with Jesus, we have everything. Without him, we have nothing. The only hope we have when we stand before God in eternity is the fact that Jesus, as Mike said, is standing right there, our advocate, um, to, to testify that we are his 
To give thanks for Jesus should be something that we include in every prayer that we offer, I think. Uh, and, and in fact, I hear that many times from your prayers. When I hear you pray, uh, one of the things that, that most of us add in our prayers, Lord, thank you for, most of all, we say, for Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Uh, to stop and think about where we would be without Jesus, both in this life and in the life to come, should truly make us feel an overwhelming gratitude uh, that compels us to be unable to stop thanking God for his son, for giving us his son, Jesus. But then as we think of the gift of Jesus that our Father in heaven gives each of us, there are so many other things, specific things, that we could give thanks for. Things like grace, grace. Uh, for 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16 says, All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. That's one wonderful thing about grace is just that knowledge, the, the knowing, as Mike said, knowing we're saved. And that, that helps, even though we're wasting away outwardly, inwardly, we can just know that peace of mind, knowing um, that, uh, that we're saved. You know, and uh, Paul writes all this at the beginning of that, of that passage, and read the verses before that. That passage is, is talking about the fact that, that we are those, we're going to be raised from the dead, just like Jesus was. Uh, and, and all because of God's grace. That's why we're going to be raised from the dead. His willingness to give us the gift of salvation, to give us the forgiveness of our sins, uh, even though none of us deserve it. As, again, as Mike said, we've got a list. All of us have a scroll that we can unroll, and we've got all those things that we've, those sins we've committed. Now, think about that. You and I are, are given the forgiveness of our sins, all of them. The very thing that separates us from God uh, is that separation is completely removed when we receive that gift of the forgiveness of sin all because of God's grace and it's nothing that we did uh, there's no way that any of us could earn the forgiveness of sin it was just given to us as a gift when we place our faith and our trust in Jesus uh, and and what a wonderful thing to be thankful for which leads us to another thing to be thankful for, and that's God's unfailing love. God's unfailing love. Psalm 107, verse 8 says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. That's a love that could never fail, that is always perfect. Most of you are familiar with one of the most famous Bible passages, right? We could probably all quote it together. John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What a beautiful passage that is. Uh, stop and think about that. Uh, in fact, stop and think about that every day of your life. You know, the creator of the universe loves you, you, so much that he gave his only son as a sacrifice so that when you put your faith in him, and, and his son to be your savior, you will not perish, guaranteed. 
Guaranteed. No, by God's grace, you will be given eternal life. So give thanks for God's unfailing love, the motivation for giving us Jesus. That passage in, uh, that we read in Psalm 107 gives us more things to be thankful for. Let's look at some of those. Let them give thanks for the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. You know, God has promised that if you put him and his kingdom first in your life, he will, he will guarantee, promise that your needs will be met. You'll have the food that you need to eat. You'll have the clothes you need to wear. You'll have a roof over your head. Uh, Matthew 6, tells us that. Uh, you know, before a meal, what do we usually do? We say grace, we say the blessing, whatever we call it. Uh, uh, we offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the abundance of food. You know, we, I'm sure we all did on Thursday and other meals that we had the, the last couple of days. Um, and, you know, that's not just a box we check. Okay, well, did that, now we can eat. How many of y'all, uh, sometimes you think of, well, can't eat till we say the blessing. You know, that official thing, box, has to be checked. Uh, whether you mean it or not, it's got to be said. Um, no, it's not just a ritual, or it shouldn't be just a ritual. And sometimes it can be that way if we're not careful. Um, but food is a blessing from God, uh, and, and we need it to survive, right? So, so let God know how truly thankful you are for the food that, you, that he gives you. Uh, other things about God that we can be thankful for. How about creation? Creation. 1 Timothy 4, verse 4 and 5, For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. I think about all of creation that we love and we can be thankful for. The sunrise, the sunset, uh, songbirds, flowers, uh, puppies. Are we thankful for puppies? Uh, the ocean, the mountains, a good steak, fried shrimp, family, friends, a husband, a wife, children, grandchildren. Um, uh, so many things, everything that we can think about, uh, everything we enjoy in life, right, that God created, uh, including the wisdom of mankind who use their wisdom to design and build things that we enjoy, you know, all the technology and and, and, uh, and man-made things were, were, were possible because God gave men and women wisdom and, and knowledge and how to create things like that. Let God know that you're thankful for his creation. How about God's goodness? The, God's just good. First Chronicles 16, verse 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. What does Steve Haggerty always say? <laughs> He's always, God is good. He is always good. Now, if you're going to be famous for something, Steve, isn't that a great thing to be famous for? Uh, uh, God is good. He's always good. God is, is not out to get you. <laughs> you know, he's not trying to trick you and make you fall. No, uh, he, God doesn't take sides. I like these people, but I don't like these people. Um, God is patient. He's kind. He understands our struggles. 
that we're going through, our temptations. He understands those things. Uh, Jesus went through them as a man when he was here. That's one of the reasons he came. He's the, the, he's, God is the father of the prodigal son story who, who willingly welcomed his son back, even though his son had fallen away. Um, God is the perfect father. If we can imagine a perfect father, God is that father, but even more, even more than that. So give thanks to God that he's good. He's good. How about this? We can be thankful for each other. Each other. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, Paul wrote uh, to the church at Ephesus, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. You know, God has blessed us with a, a wonderful spiritual family, hasn't he, uh, here at Stony Brook, that, that can be there for us whenever we, we're in need. We, you and I, are God's arms and legs. We are his hands and his feet. And God uses us to meet the needs that others have, to give comfort, to give encouragement. Uh, God uses us to help others and, and for you to, to, help, to help me, and, and we help each other. We can be thankful uh, when a brother or sister in Christ demonstrates their faith in Christ by sharing the love of Christ with others and with you and me. What a wonderful blessing that is. And that's just a few things. We could probably make a, an endless list of things that we could be thankful for uh, from God. Uh, but those were some huge, huge ones uh, that you and I can be thankful for. Not just on Thanksgiving Day, but every day, every moment of our lives. But how do we actually then offer Thanksgiving to God? How do we give it? How do we say thank you to God? Well, I think a good way we can explore that is just to think about how we offer thanksgiving to each other because it's going to be similar. Uh, one way to offer thanksgiving is to just tell them thanks, to express our thanks to people. We send, what do we do? We send thank you notes. Uh, we send cards. We send an email or a text. Um, I am not a card person uh, uh, or a note person, but some of you are. Some of you are. Many of you here today have been blessed by a note or a card from Diane Boston or Marie Williams, right? And I'm not trying to leave anybody out, but those are two that come to mind. In fact, Marie was telling me just a few minutes ago that she had sent a card to Brenda Mann. Uh, and, you know, we, 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 all of us, many of us, not all of us, but many of us have been blessed by notes from them. I, I certainly have many, many times from both of them. And it's always such an encouragement to open up that card and read the kind words uh, that they have written down uh, in there. Now, again, I'm not a card person, but I am a face-to-face thank-you person. Uh, whenever I can, I try to tell a person face-to-face how grateful I am for the blessing that, that they may have given me. Uh, so forgive me. You, you, you might be thinking, well, you didn't say thank you to me. Uh, <laughs> So forgive me if I have ever neglected to thank you for something that you've done for me. Uh, but I do try to say thank you uh, whenever you bless me. Uh, notes and face-to-face uh, are ways to express thanks, aren't they? David and, and other uh, Bible writers often express their thanks to God in writing. 
as well. The, psal the Psalms are filled with David giving thanks. Um, you and I have an opportunity every day to express our thanks directly to God through prayer, right? Uh, we, can, we, we can do it as we, as we pray throughout our day. We can be thankful for every little thing. Thanks for the, the, the light turned red uh, green uh, and, and got, got me to work on time. Thank you. Thank you for the lunch that I had. Thank you for, um, for you know, the, 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 my, my dog and, and, or my cat. Or thank you for my, my spouse. Thank you. Every little thing, for the food, every little thing that happens to us throughout our day, we can, we can pray and say thank you to God face to face. I mean, we're not literally face to face, but it, it's as if we were. Uh, thank you for the meals that we had. Thank you for safe travel. Thank you for sharing opportunities that I had today. Thank you for your guidance and, and your and peace that I am experiencing right now. You know, we can lift up verbal prayers, or we can just simply express unspoken prayers that we that we say uh, unspoken. We can also write down our prayers. Uh, maybe you have a prayer journal, or you can start one. And you can, uh, you can be like David, and you can write your gratitude to God as a prayer uh, on paper. Now, it won't be scripture like David's was, uh, but it can still be very meaningful to you, and especially to God. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. Another way we can say thanks to each other is by giving a gift. You know, a couple of years ago, in recognition of 30 years of ministry here at Stony Brook, uh, you gave Jackie and me a, a fantastic trip to see the Dallas Cowboys play in Dallas. Uh, what a great gift that was. Jackie and I uh, truly appreciated your generosity, and we're so thankful to fill your love for, for she and I, uh, in, in part expressed through this wonderful gift that you gave us. Perhaps you've uh, given a gift to someone that has blessed you in your life. Uh, maybe it was a new tool that they needed. Uh, maybe it was a, a family antique that they admired and you decided to give it to them. Maybe it was something that you know they'd really enjoy, like a uh, a gift card to Starbucks or Chick-fil-A. Uh, maybe it was money. Uh, uh, they volunteered to help you work on your car for free, so you offered to give them a monetary gift. Uh, maybe they wouldn't take it, but, uh, but you offered it. You were willing to get it, give it because you were so thankful for your, their help. You know, a great way to express thanks to God also is by giving him a gift. Um. Jeremiah 33, verse 10 through 11. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste without people or animals. Yet, in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, there are deserted, inhabited by neither people nor animals. There will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord. <clears throat> Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. <clears throat> the Israelites were called to bring offerings to the temple. 
uh, to, for the purpose of just saying to God, thank you, thank you for your many blessings, I, for your goodness, for your love. I give you my offering uh, to your kingdom uh, in gratitude for all you've done for me. And that practice continues today as followers of Jesus are also called, uh, we are called to give a portion of our income, a percentage of our income to God for the very same reason. Uh, to just say to God, thank you, thank you for all of my many blessings. You know, giving is a, is, is a great way to worship. You know, there's all kinds of different ways to worship. We, we worship by singing this morning. Um, and uh, another great way is by giving our offering. Each time we put our, our gift in the offering plate, uh, which for us, by the way, is in the lobby. Uh, we don't pass the plate around since COVID, but uh, 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 that is, it, it, as you give your gift in that plate, we are praising God for our many blessings. And maybe sometimes it's such a routine, we don't think about it that way, but we should. Every time we put our gift in the plate, we should, we should be saying, God, thank you for all you've done for me. Uh, and that's our motivation. That's our motivation for giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 through 12. Now he who supplied seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only... Uh, is, not, is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. You know, Paul speaks of how being generous is an expression of thanksgiving. Being willing to give of what we have is a way to say thank you to God. You know, our service to others, you know, helping those who have a need is a way to say thank you to God. And that can be in the form of a monetary gift. Um, our tithes and offerings that we give uh, on a regular basis, uh, one of the main things we use that for is to reach out and help people who are in need. So as you're giving to God to say thank you, you can also know that the, any money that you give to the church here is going to be used uh, in, uh, in large part to help people who are in need. Our generous service can also be other things like time and energy to help others. Not just money, but, but ourselves, our service. Becoming part of a ministry that helps provide worship through music or technology, as I was talking about earlier, uh, is a way to say thank you to God by be providing that service. Teaching or volunteering to work with our youth so that they can our kids can learn about Jesus as their Savior. Or to keep the nursery, which is another need that we have, is we want to start the nursery ministry back. To keep the nursery so a, a young couple can focus on worship and learning uh, for a few moments on Sunday. You know, giving your time and energy and skills to help someone uh, fix a car uh, or clean up their yard or, or bring them food or, or clothes or some other need. That, that, that they have. All of these kinds of serving others is a way to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm going to thank you by helping someone else. Um, for all you've done for me, I'm going to help someone else. Thank you, God. 
Remember, we are the body of Christ. We are his hands and his feet. And God wants hands and feet that are generous like he is. So let's give him thanks by serving him in his body. And finally, a great way to give thanks to God is when we gather with our spiritual family and there give praise to God. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The Israelites were encouraged to gather at the temple in Jerusalem to give thanks. And God loves it when we gather to lift up his name. Today as Christians, we no longer have to travel all the way to Jerusalem, to a physical building, the physical temple, uh, to there find the presence of God. That's what the, the, the Israelites had to do for so many years. We don't have to do that anymore. You know why? Because today, we are the temple of God. You and I, the Holy Spirit, when at our baptism, we received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then now God doesn't live in a temple in Jerusalem. Now he lives in every Christian uh, and, and wherever we go, the temple goes. So if we go to work or we go home or we go to the gym or we go to the store or we're just driving down the road, wherever we go, the, the Spirit of God goes and therefore the temple goes. So we can give thanks anytime, anywhere, for anything in the presence of God because He's in us. But you know what? God loves it when a bunch of temples join together to worship together, to learn together, to encourage each other. And when a bunch of temples gather together to give thanks, to give thanks to him. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25 says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, one of the things we can do when we gather uh, is we encourage each other to give thanks through love and good deeds. Together, we are reminded of all that we should be thankful for as we sing the songs and often the words in the songs, you know, lead our minds to Thought, thankful thoughts and worshipful thoughts. And we do that together as one voice. And it's, it's just sweet uh, music to God when he hears that. And then when we leave here, then we as, as temples of God leave here as we gather to go out into the world and share that love and that thanksgiving with people that we know in our lives. You know, my grandmother was so wise to regularly remind me to count my blessings one by one, and to give thanks and be thankful for them. So as we enter the, the Christmas season this year, may one of our gifts be a commitment to God to be more thankful, for he is good and his love endures forever. Father, I thank you so much for um, this past week that we had to give thanks. I thank you for uh, the family gatherings that we had, uh, the friends, um, the good food, all those, those traditional things that we love so much. I thank you for, for uh, the holiday of Thanksgiving. 
But help us to, to let it, uh, more than anything else, just remind us of how we should always be thankful and, and not take your blessings for granted. So, Lord, Lord help us as we, as we are followers of your son Jesus to realize uh, just how blessed we are and, and, and seek with all of our heart and all of our might to bless others. And uh, we, uh, we just are so thankful. Lord, you're, you are good. You are always good. Your love is unfailing. It endures forever. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.